BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo, top of the key, into a triple. Yes! A.B. <laughs> for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Tonight, the BYU Cougars on the hilltop to face the University of San Francisco Dons. The Cougars enter tonight's matchup with a record of 10-3 and coming off a big 62-52 win on Thursday night at St. Mary's. The win in Moraga did a lot for BYU. Number one, it evened the team's West Coast Conference record at 1-1. It also snapped a six-game losing streak in that gym. And it kept Coach Pope's streak of not losing back-to-back games at BYU intact. That is such an unbelievable streak to think about that you are a full season and then a half of another and you have yet to lose back-to-back games. Just an unbelievable uh, stat to look at in regards to this BYU basketball team. And they played well uh, against uh, St. Mary's, especially in that second half. The Cougars actually trailed by four at the break and then found themselves down 10 or excuse me, down seven in the second half. Over the final 10 minutes or so, BYU went on a 19-2 run, spurred by some very good defense. The Gales only hit one out of their final 12 field goal attempts, and maybe the most impressive stat is that BYU uh, won and only made one three-point shot. The Cougars one of 10 from the perimeter. Number one, you're not going to win many games only hitting one out of your 10 threes. Number two, BYU with the number of threes that they take and make. Very rarely is BYU only going to make one in general. Just a, just a weird stat, but luckily for BYU, the end result was positive. Alex Barcelo led the Cougs with 14 points. Matt Harms and Brandon Averett each scored nine. And speaking of B.A., he hit some really big shots and free throws down the stretch. So with that quad one road win under their belt, the Cougars now get ready to face the Dons. San Francisco, 9-6, and six, and they're 3-2 and two in conference play. They've played five conference games already. This will be conference game number six for them. The Dons won on the road at Portland on Thursday night. They're led by guard Jamari Bouye and Khalil Shabazz. Bouye averages 18 a game, while Shabazz is nearly 15 per contest. And Bouye shoots the ball extremely well, and he can be a menace defensively. And as a team, this is something to pay attention to tonight. USF is not shy about shooting the three. They will space the floor all night, and that will be something that BYU will have to contend with. This is a team that likes to shoot the three-point shot. Both teams won on their home floor last season. The Cougs have won seven out of the last ten matchups between these two teams, but the games on the hilltop are never easy. Before the game at St. Mary's, we found out that Trevin Nell was going to be put into the starting lineup in place of Connor Harding. In his first ever start at BYU, Trevin scored seven points on three of five shooting. Tonight's pregame interview is with the Woods Cross native. Oh, and by the way, some special guests will join as well. Here's my conversation with Trevin Nell. First and foremost, Trevin, congratulations on a really big win at St. Mary's. You knew how big that game was going in. To be able to come out of that with a victory, that's got to feel pretty good. Oh, it feels amazing. Like, we definitely fought as a team. Uh, Coach Pope 
on a lot of points, especially their physicality and how tough they are. And it's tough to win up there. Like it's tough to win in uh, St. Mary's place. And, and so we talked about it before the game. We just talked about how we need to be more of a team, more of a brotherhood. I've, it showed like we were down seven, 10 minutes left. And we didn't give up. We kept fighting. We kept trusting each other. And we got like 13 stops in a row. And so it just shows how, how much heart we have as a team and how much more we're going to grow as a team too. That has been a very difficult place for BYU to win historically. That snapped a six-game losing streak at Moraga. How aware, like media bring it up, and fans probably bring that stuff up. How aware are you guys of streaks like that? Um, we weren't aware. Um, we just knew that it's been a while. And Coach Pope didn't want to tell us how long, but he just said, hey, it's been a while since we haven't won up here. Like, let's go make history. And uh, – yeah, see, Gideon, Gideon over here. Hey. Gideon going to jump on with hey, us? Come here, bro. And we got some guest speakers over here. All right. Um, but, yeah, Gideon, what, how long has it been? Since 2014. 2014, baby. That's right. And we, yeah, we just played as a team. We kept fighting. And, yeah, like you said, um, we didn't really know how long it's been, but Coach Pope just talked about how this team's going to make history. I just want to say one thing. All right, yeah. AB, AB wants to say one thing. Okay, all right. AB's going to join us now. How about my man with his first college career start? I know we're gonna we we haven't got to that yet. You can critique his first start. How did he do? I thought he did amazing. He stayed stayed locked in the whole game. Brought energy. Hit some key shots down the stretch. And I'm I'm really I'm really happy for him. I mean, we, we made history tonight, and he was a big part of that. Yeah, it was a good win. Congratulations on the win, Alex. Thank you. So, Trev, <laughs> since AB brought it up, well, I mean, I was gonna ask you, what did it mean to you to get your first start? Did you know this week going in you were gonna start, or was that did you find out before the game? How, how did you find that out? Um, I found out, like, when we went to go sniff the gym, we call it. Just go shoot around before. Um, but Coach Pope came up and talked to me. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about starting you. Um, and I don't want you to be nervous. Like, I just want you to go play the game. Like, you're not going to start just to defer. Like, I want you to play. He's like, just go out there and hoop. And I, I was excited. And so it was just – it just meant a lot to me. And AB was a huge part about kind of calming my nerves. I was nervous, like – first career start maybe just said hey I trust you the team trusts you and you're in the starting lineup for a reason and so just what he said was kind of calming to me and we, out, we went out there and just played as a team you had seven points on three of five shooting how pleased were you guys with the defensive performance because that's really where the offensive run started because of your defense yeah well we it took us a while to kind of figure out how to stop koozie they're they're an amazing team they're really well coached um, but my man Gideon Georgie came in the game, helped a ton with energy. He got key rebounds, Caleb Boner, Richard Harwood, Colby Lee, like Matt Harms. Like, I could go down the list, and all these guys really helped us to pull out a win. But like I said, we got 12 stops in a, in a row. We, we call them kills when you get three stops in a row. Yep. And so it was like, hey, we need another kill. And it got to the point where we were calling out quadruple kill. And it, it, was, it just gets us all super excited. It gets us more focused to play better defense. So I think it's definitely a key part in our win, and we got to just build on it. Well, and speaking of building on it, now you guys have another tough one, another tough gym to play at. You guys got to go to USF and take on the Dons. What do you need to do to keep this momentum that you picked up against St. Mary's going against the Dons? The Dons are a really well-coached team as well. They, they bring back their two guards with Shabazz and Bouye. They're crafty, so we're going to have to rely on 
how well we can play as a team on defense. And I feel like down the stretch playing against St. Mary's, it showed that we don't have to just play one-on-one -on -one with every single person. We don't have to go on ISO, but we can trust each other. Like the shot goes up and we got guys that are willing to sacrifice their bodies to get a rebound. And like Caleb Lohner got nine rebounds, Gideon George stole the last one from him to get a double-double. <laughs> but yeah, we're just going to keep building on this and we're ready for uh, San Francisco, even though they're well-coached team, they beat some really good programs already. Um, so it's going to be a battle, no doubt. And there's also going to be frustration, but I mean, we're prepared for it. What's it going to mean to you to actually play two games in a week? It's been a really long time since you guys have actually been able to play two games in one week. No, we're so excited. We're like practice is amazing, but we went like three weeks just straight practice. So it's fun to actually be able to play again. And, and two games in a week is a blessing. Like, I feel like a lot of people take it for granted. And I, I certainly did because I was like, oh, it's just another game. But these games are super fun. They they show what you're made of. They show your character. And it kind of just brings the team more together. So it's, it's definitely going to be a fun one on Saturday. Trev, always love talking with you. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Congratulations on the start. It was awesome to see you get the start. Congratulations on the win, and good luck against the Dons. Hey, thank you, Jason. All right, that's BYU guard Trevin Nell with special guest appearances from Gideon George and Alex Barcelo. And you heard Trevin talk about it, and, and Gideon George, his defense in that second half, he was phenomenal. I mean, things really did change on the defensive end for the Cougars when he came in, and his length caused problems uh, for Kuzi and just about anybody else he was guarding. That was, a, that was a big substitution, and it paid off massively for the Cougars because, as we talked about in that interview with Trev, you know, the, the defense is what spurred that offense on. It all started by working hard on the defensive end, and that was just a really good win. And now you have an opportunity, if you're BYU, to start out your first three West Coast Conference games with 2-1. and one. And obviously the first three games are different than the original first three games, so when you put it into context, the fact that what it's turning out to be is at Gonzaga, at St. Mary's, and at San Francisco, a win tonight to be 2-1 and one with that start, that is a big-time accomplishment and certainly something uh, that the Cougars are looking to uh, do tonight. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to San Francisco. We're going to go to War Memorial Gym for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. I'm sure he'll be doing this interview with one eye very closely on his Green Bay Packers NFL playoffs going on right now. We'll see if uh, we can get his undivided attention for a couple of minutes and talk a little basketball. That's coming up right after this. Cougar pregame live rolling on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. West Coast Conference game number three for the BYU Cougars on the hilltop tonight, taking on the Dons of San Francisco. Let's head out to USF. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant joining me from War Memorial Gym. I have to say, though, even though I know uh, right now your Packers are playing, it probably feels pretty good to at least be in an arena where the colors are green and gold, right? Uh, what's what's that? Are you talking to me, Jason? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we are doing an interview now. If you could, oh. if you could avert your oh. eyes away from the TV, <laughs> I would appreciate it. Thank you. 
No, you're right. I, I actually was thinking about that. I, I went down. There was a TV in the lobby playing the game, and I just assumed everybody was a Packers fan because they had green and gold stuff on. I'm something like, yeah, just how's our team doing? Something they, very good just happened for you guys. I don't know how far behind what you're watching, but uh, you're going to be happy. Well, now I'm watching because I just saw a first down. That's <laughs> not particularly great. But Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, you can enjoy. It's your fault for making me watch the screen okay just know you're in good hands everything's fine for your okay. team so you can okay. you can move away from that we can talk hoops all right i'm ready okay so winning in moraga is not easy we know that it's only the second time byu's ever done that and byu turned a tough shooting night into a quad one road win what else impressed you about that win on thursday well just winning impressed me a lot to be with it just doesn't happen up there and I was surprised with how good St. Mary's was. I thought, well, this is really a year where you should win, but I thought St. Mary's showed me a lot. They've they got some good players. Kuzi, really nice player, and I'm just watching uh, what you just said. Mm-hmm. said well, Go Pack! All right, now, <laughs> okay. now I can give my full concentration. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I thought, you know, they, they do stuff that's so weird. I mean, it's such a different game. They held Colorado State to 33, speaking of green and gold teams, and and, uh, you, you know, they just they take you out of what you want to do. BYU only had six assists on the night, which is crazy. And it's just it's almost like playing the old Air Force teams. It's just so different that it can really screw with your head. And, and anyway, but for BYU to only get six assists, make one three to win that game, uh, it just shows the, the grit and determination of the team for one. And, and they only had two offensive rebounds mid-second half, ended up with, I don't know, 11. Caleb Lohner and Harward were really good on the boards. And to win games like that, you really need guys to step up. Gideon on the defense and Caleb and, and Rich and, of course, Big Shot Brandon making shots down the stretch. And Trevin Nell, I thought, was really good down the stretch. So, uh, I mean, you're going to be in a battle with them. You never run away. You just hope to be in the game with St. Mary's. But for them to close it out the way they did was one of the most remarkable things, really, I've seen doing this for 25 years, to, to Old St. Mary's of all teams, yeah. no points for 10 minutes to win a game at their place. That, that was pretty remarkable, and it was just a, a tribute to just getting things done because you want it, and everything else was kind of going weird, And you, but you just wanted to win, and they found a way to get it done. BYU has an opportunity to begin conference play 2-1 and one with a win tonight, and considering the teams that you faced in the first three games, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and San Francisco all on the road, Mark, that could set things up very nicely for the Cougars moving forward. Well, I know people don't want to just concede the league to Gonzaga every year, and that's that's not what I'm saying here. I want BYU to to be to, to win the conference, but you almost have to look at it like Gonzaga's not in the conference, and you're trying to win the conference minus Gonzaga. And to start on the road against USF and St. Mary's, you're – Probably your two, the two biggest competition you have, and you beat them on the road. Yep. Uh, that, I mean, you've just almost set yourself up to to win the to win that spot. And what does that spot mean? Yeah, you don't get a conference title, but I think the conference is good enough that if you are able to to, to get that second spot, you're going to go to the tournament, and that's a big reward. And so BYU's got a lot to to play for here. It was a huge win for all of those things at St. Mary's. You, you follow it up with a win here. You know, San Francisco's got some really nice wins. They're a good team, good coach. 
if you can get those two wins on the road to start against your main competition, I mean, how good would that be? So, yeah, it's a good opportunity for BYU. They've, they've taken care of one of those and now need to go get another one. San Francisco is a team that's not shy about shooting the ball, especially from the perimeter. And Coach Pope talked about how his team's going to have to deal with the Don spacing the floor all night. How will BYU try to attack that style defensively? Well, yeah, I mean, they, it's, again, a totally different game than the other night. San Francisco is so reliant on the three, really more than any other team in the country. They shoot so many. They rely on so many threes for their points. So it, it's it's scary. Why is it scary? Because if they're hot, you know, it, it's hard to beat a team that's shooting well from the three. Uh, but what you've got, it, it, it's different. In, in St. Mary's, you kind of, even though they made a few more threes, they're not a three-point shooting team. So you're going underneath screens. You're following people on the high screens. You're allowing uh, uh, the, the guard to, to do certain things that you can't allow against San Francisco. If San Francisco's guards get in the paint and you have to collapse or you have to help, they're just looking to kick it out for a three, right? And, and you, so you've got to really play an outside-in approach defensively and you've, you've got to take more personal responsibility if you're getting screened to fight through the screen and stop your man from the dribble penetration because what they're relying on, once they get beat off that screen, they want help to come. And if you're helping, you're leaving someone. And that, that's kind of the model for the San Francisco offense. They want uh, a guy to leave to help on the penetration so that they can kick to an open three-point shooter. Now, defensively, if you rotate really good, maybe you can still get to them. But that's what they're relying on. They're not relying on scoring in the paint or getting to the basket or posting guys up. They want to get you off the dribble, get some help, kick it out for an for a three. And so it's a real challenge, so different from what you had to do the other night. You only had one day, really, one practice because you didn't have a shoot-around here today, at least not uh, a typical shoot-around where you go to a gym because there was a women's game here earlier. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of game plan to take in in one practice and, and feel good about it against a team that shoots so many threes. I was talking with Pat Olson, the play-by-play man for the Dons yesterday, and he had brought up that one area he's paying attention to in this game tonight is BYU's bigs. He said teams that have had size down low have destroyed San Francisco this year. So I'm really looking for the bigs to have a, a, a pardon the pun, a big impact in this game tonight. Obviously, you're going to always need BYU's guards to shoot. You know, obviously the one three is probably not going to get it done tonight. So you're going to still need the perimeter shooting and the overall shooting of the team. But I, I, I would think trying to establish dominance down low could serve BYU well tonight. Well, I think that's how this team always has to play because they have a real, obviously Barcelo's great out front, but they have a real advantage of size down low. But, so, uh, I mean, it's going to be tough for San Francisco because they defend the three really well. But... They do that because they're not going to help on the big guys, and if they don't help on the big guys, then you get dominated. So I don't know if they can afford to do that against BYU where they're not bringing a double or, or coming on a monster. If they do, BYU's got good passing big men that could open up the three, so maybe you get some more threes tonight than you otherwise would against San Francisco. If not, you're getting a lot of twos. You're getting a lot of points at the bucket. problem with San Francisco is sometimes they'll take that because they'll say, we'll give you a two, but we're going to get our three, and three is more than two, and uh, they'd be willing to make that trade-off. But, uh, you know, it would be see interesting to see how San Francisco attacks. 
They got a big guy, Yerkatam. He's tall, but I just don't think if you're not going to bring help that you're going to stop BYU. Heaven's sake, Gonzaga couldn't stop BYU when they didn't bring help. So I think they're going to have to, which may give some more opportunities to, to make some threes. And I mean, obviously the big fear is no matter how much you're up on San Francisco, if they get hot from three, it could just vanish so quickly. So that I think BYU is going to need to get a little bit of a cushion because they're going to have those runs where they hit two or three threes in a row and and they could get right back into it. But uh, you, you just hope that you know, they're going to shoot a lot of threes. You just want to get them out of their rhythm. Don't let them get hot. We've seen, for heaven's sake, in the Merritt Center, we've seen San Francisco get hot from three, right. and it turned out disastrous. So really got to, to get out on shooters and at least contest shots and, and not let them get into a, a good flow. Well, for BYU's perimeter shooting, look, and this is not unique to the Cougars. This, this could be the, the case for any team. But especially in that game against St. Mary's, it seemed like there was a lot of hesitation to shoot. And then when they would shoot, maybe they weren't in, in rhythm. And when BYU is running the offense and getting in a nice flow and the shots are going up with, within that flow, it seems like the shot goes down a lot more. And agree or disagree, it just seemed like there was hesitation. I don't know if you can hesitate like that tonight. Definitely in the first half, you saw a lot of hesitation. And I think the, one of the reasons BYU was successful late because they, they kind of lost that. One guy that does not hesitate is Gideon George. He just gets it. He's like, I'm going to go score. And then I think Averett uh, uh, did that as well towards the end. And, and, and Barcelo, uh, in the first half, was not so much looking to get to the hoop, but it was able to get to the rim uh, much more in the second half. So I think that's a good rule of thumb for everybody. If you're go if you're going to be out there, play with confidence, play with aggression. You know, go shoot your shot. Don't go in to the paint going like, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be. Should I shoot this? You know, eh. and, and should I pass it out? No, you get it. Go make a play with confidence, for good or for bad. But the, the hesitancy will really get you, and and it's it's not good effective basketball. I think they lost that towards the end of the sec second half, and you see how much better they were. Kingarf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what is your biggest key to the game for a Cougar win tonight? Well, you're probably going to get outscored from the three-point line against San Francisco, so you need to make sure you're not giving them second-chance opportunities. So I'm going to go with uh, with rebounding in general. I think BYU needs to out-rebound by 5 to 10 and on the offensive boards by 2 or 3. If you do that, you kind of negate the, the extra point they'll get from those three-point opportunities. All right, Mark, your team's got a big lead, and the game is uh, running low, and they have possession, so I'm feeling pretty good about your guys. You can feel oh, good man. going into this basketball game tonight. I can't wait to see the Chiefs All right. get a Super Bowl title over your boy Mahomes. Oh, boy. Oh Rodgers is going to establish his dominance over Mahomes yet uh, again. I'm just worried about the Browns right now. I'm going to worry about that <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, and then we'll you. discuss. I hear you. Hey, how about Jamal, though? Great game for Jamal. He continues to make BYU proud. Absolutely he does. Mark, great stuff, man. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the game. Have a good call with Greg. Thanks, Jay. See you. All right, man. After a quick timeout, we have got a ton of scores to get to. We'll try and get to as many of them as we can on the other side before we send you back out to San Francisco. We'll have more Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. And from War Memorial Gymnasium on the campus of the University of San Francisco, welcome. Tonight, the 10-3 BYU Cougars face the 9-6 Dons of USF. Cougars playing for the Bay Area sweep after an inspiring comeback win at St. Mary's two nights ago. I am your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, joined above courtside by former BYU hoopster Mark Durant. And Mark, BYU's recent flurry of postponements and the Gonzaga rescheduling meant it had been more than three weeks since BYU's last win against Weber State in late December. Then came Thursday in Moraga. Cougs down eight in the second half. When the game turned, maybe BYU's postseason fortunes turned along with it. What a huge win it was and how big it would be to complete the Bay Area double dip with a victory here on the hilltop. It seems like a lot of times, Greg, in this league, BYU starts out with some losses and they're just climbing, trying to get back into it. This would be a chance for BYU to solidify itself as the top team other than Gonzaga, of course. But these are your main uh, competition is St. Mary's and San Francisco's. and, And we've... You know, I, I don't know how long we've been in this league, Greg, but I don't think we've ever swept this San Francisco road trip. And this would be a great opportunity, of course, getting it done at St. Mary's. And the way that they did it was really nothing short of remarkable how they shut down St. Mary's and were able to finish so well at that uh, venue. And then to come here, San Francisco is kind of up and down this year. But, man, they shoot the three, and they can if they get hot, look out. They've got two guards, Shabazz and Bouye, that – have been nightmares for BYU. So this will be another real test on the hilltop for the Cougars where, you know, they've won some games and they've lost some games. It would be nice to start the conference with the, with two wins on the road on this trip. Got that right. Coming up, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from San Francisco on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to more War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco, where this season the USF Dons have yet to lose a game. Now, they're only 3-0, but still, they've yet to lose here and have back-to-back wins over BYU in this venue, which will tonight be without fans. Time now for our pregame conversation. With BYU head coach Mark Pope brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And after facing a St. Mary's team that excels in preventing assisted baskets and taking away the three-point shot, BYU tonight faces a team with a similar defensive profile, something Coach Pope addressed in comparing the two Bay Area foes this weekend. They have those things in common. You know, Todd Golden is a is a comes from the Randy Bennett tree and so they have a lot of similarities and one of them is that they don't like uh, allowing guys to have assist buckets and like you said they 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 really want to take away the three in fact as of now I think they're 230 give or take a few more threes attempted than their opponent that is a staggering number it just is unbelievable and what it's shown for San Francisco is they're capable of winning huge games like they did uh, at a neutral side against Virginia. They're also capable of losing games that you would think they should never lose. 
kind of rolling the dice like that and and so it, that teams like that are so dangerous and they are so scary especially when they have players as talented as Bouye and Shabazz in the backcourt so uh they're, they're a real challenge in terms of the number of threes they're taking and on the opposite side of the ball the number of threes they're taking away the one thing that's different about San Francisco versus um St. Mary's is they got incredible length I mean, you think about how long Bouye is, Runye is, their starting three is 6'9". Uh, they're going 6'10", 6'11", 4'5". So they have really, really incredible length, and, and that's caused us problems in the past also. So a bunch of, bunch of hurdles to face as we, we look at the San Francisco team. They've played 15 games. There's some volume there, but they do lead the country in threes attempted and threes made. And then the, and then the rate they take them at is, yeah. is higher than almost any other team. Yeah. And they're, they're taking them. Like, um, you know, Rooney, for example, their starting three is a great example. Like, you could be up guarding him on the catch, like fully extended. He's going to shoot it anyway. Like, he's just going to try and shoot it over you. And I don't think they're worried so much of the quality of their shots with some of their guys. It's just as much they're just going to get up in volume and, and on the nights that they go in, man, it's a real it's a real problem. Teams get to the free throw line against them, but it's not always the difference maker, right? I mean, yep. they, they don't need a lot of free throws themselves to have success. Yeah. You know, um, Todd Golden has done an unbelievable job kind of incorporating an, uh, analytical approach into his game. You know, they kind of introduced to, to basketball last year the concept of intentionally fouling just to get an extra, to end the half with an extra possession. Um, which by the numbers actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and so they're very analytically driven. And, and really the numbers will tell you, hey, if you can win the three-point line attempt game, it's going to put you in good shape. Not just in terms of, it, you know, if you can drastically win in terms of attempts versus your opponent, it really gives you a chance to win against any level team. Um, and so they're getting them up, man, and, and we got to find a way to guard them and also guard the rim. You saw him employ his free throw strategies against you guys here last year, against Yoli late in the game. Yeah, last year it, it was actually really interesting. You know, it wasn't an end of half possession where you're trying to earn an extra possession, but it was end of the game, and and they said, hey, instead of letting these guys hold and get the last shot, we're gonna take we're gonna take our risk, we're gonna risk it. They actually put us to the free throw line on purpose, where we could have tied the game. We're actually down. Yeah. And uh, but they just trusted the numbers, and it worked out for them springboard a little bit off of uh, of St. Mary's what would you like to see that you got there that you think still pays dividends against a different opponent well I think our physicality and fight was really special I, th- I felt like our locker room was extraordinary those things are really important to us um, I feel like we we you know we spent a lot more time attacking offensively in the center of the floor in the second half and that's that's a that's a little bit of a change for us and something that we need to, an area we need to continue growing in I thought our bigs um were better in the second half in terms of their decision-making about uh, when to extend the play and when to go to work on the post, and that's something we're going to really try and exploit also in this game. So I was proud of all those things. Uh, Some of the things we're concerned about is on our ball screen defense, you know, St. Mary's is not shooting the ball great right now, and they're definitely not the volume that San Francisco is. We're getting a little sucked in. Our our first pass, a concept we call our first pass defender and rotations, we're, we're a little bit late. And um, if we're not on point with that concept, we're going to get roasted. So, um, so our, our defensive rotation is really important. We're going to have to change up ball screen defense. This Bouye has been a has been a force that nobody in the league, including the Zags, have really been able to control. And um, so, with the ball in his hands, they're so dangerous. And so we got 
we got we got we got our work cut out for us. All right, Coach Pope, thank you for the preview. Great stuff. Uh, best of luck against the Dons. We'll talk to you post game. Let's go, baby. That is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List, where you order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco for BYU and USF. Third of four games on today's WCC slate. The ESPN nightcap that will follow our game on ESPN is Gonzaga at St. Mary's as the Gales, by the way, look to avoid an 0-3 start to league play. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, tonight's game is a BYU's 13th Division I game of this season, meeting the NCAA threshold for minimum number of games needed to be considered for the NCAA tournament. And Mark, after another quad one win the other night at St. Mary's, it's time to start thinking again about BYU as a tourney team. A win here tonight might almost kind of seal the deal uh, in terms of thinking of them as a bracket team, if the Cougs can take care of business down the stretch. When I play golf with my kids and my wife, we never just go out and have fun. It's always a game, right? And uh, if we play one hole and I'm up by one stroke, I will announce to my kids that my lead is insurmountable. And that's, so that's kind of become a joke in our family. But if BYU can get two wins on the road against your main competition for that second spot, it's almost insurmountable knock on wood. Right. And what that means, to your question, is if you're second in the conference and you've got road wins against tier one, whatever, A, A plus, you know, whatever prime tier or zone you want to be in, that means that you have a really good chance of going to the NCAA tournament because the conference is good. You get, you're going to get two bids. You're getting wins on the road in tough places. That's the formula. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from San Francisco head coach Todd Golden. As the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from War Memorial Gym in San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. From the Hilltop in San Francisco, Cougar Tip-Off show continues as we preview BYU and USF, two teams that have gotten a lot of games in. The Cougs are tonight playing their 14th game. Dons are playing their 16th. BYU 10-3 on the year, USF 9-6. Cougs 1-1 in the WCC, USF already 3-2. I visited with USF head coach Todd Golden via Zoom in the build-up to tonight's game and started by giving him and his team, well, kudos for getting 15 games in so far this season. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a challenge, to say the least. And as you know, uh, we've dealt with some similar issues that the Cougars have in regards to having to try to make up some games. And uh, especially early in the year for us, it hasn't been as much of an issue in conference play. Uh, but, but that's been a challenge. But we've 
feel fortunate, you know, that we stayed healthy. And, uh, you know, this year is, is kind of is what it is. And we're trying to get as many games in as possible. So both the BYU and USF picked up a road wins on Thursday. Both teams ended up erasing eight-point deficits and then winning by double digits. How did you like your team's effort at Portland? And then what did you think of what BYU did at St. Mary's? I thought we played really well. You know, I think we got up by 24 in the second half and, and had some really good moments on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, we lost up there last year. So for us, it was a, it was a, a good stepping stone and, and a, a great reminder that, you know, going on the road is never easy, especially in this league. Uh, so I, I was proud with the way we competed and, and with the final result. And, uh, you know, the BYU game was re- really interesting. You know, it was, uh, it was tough for both teams to score early in that game, and it was kind of a grinded out, uh, really physical game, something that, you know, generally you haven't seen between St. Mary's and BYU in the last, you know, five years or so. And uh, I, I thought BYU did a really good job of staying the course. And, uh, you know, their defensive effort down the stretch was, was really impressive. And, you know, I've been around the league for a while. Obviously, I played at St. Mary's, and uh, I have not seen uh, what happened in the last 10 minutes of that game happen to them really ever. Uh, and, I, you know, I think a lot of credit goes to the BYU squad for their ability to, to really lock them down in the defensive end. And I think they only scored two points in the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, Three-point shooting, uh, such a huge part of your team's game plan. Uh, you, you take them more frequently than almost any other team, and you take them away almost better than any other team. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a game of math to an extent, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, our personnel, just the way our personnel is this year, uh, we, we have some, some really good perimeter shooters. And so we try to space teams out and try to really, we try to create easier two point field goals off that penetration and that spacing. And, uh, you know, when, when we can do that and get rim finishes, we're pretty tough. And then, you know, when teams try to close down the paint, we're able to take advantage with those kick out threes. Uh, you know, when teams are able to take away our three, it's obviously a little more difficult for us. And, and we've had to try to manufacture different ways to score it. So BYU just won a game in Moraga with one three-pointer and six assists. That's not normally a combination conducive for success, but I guess every coach just loves a team that finds a way, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think this BYU team is a lot different than uh, the teams that we've seen over the last five years, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, I look at back at their team last year who, you know, from a competitive standpoint, was one of the most enjoyable teams to watch in terms of their ball movement and player movement. Uh, even playing guys like Yoli and, and Kobe Lee, they still had more of a five-out vibe to the way they played. Uh, and, and they were one of the best passing teams I've seen, uh, you know, between Haas and Toulson, uh, you know, and, and Alex, you know, off the ball a little more, just, just zipping it around. And then you look at them this year and, and I, you know, I, from my perspective, they're a lot different. You know, they play a lot different. Uh, they, they have some really, really impressive low post scores, a lot of physicality, uh, you know, being able to play guys like Kobe Lee and Loner at the four and have that physicality there, it, it's tough. And, uh, you know, I, I think Mark is, he's one of the better coaches in the country. And, and, and the way that he's always able to manipulate his personnel and, and style of play to have more cohesion is really impressive. And it, it's not easy for, uh, a program to play one style of play one year and then to play a completely different style the next year. But they seem to make a pretty seamless transition that way. And, and uh, on top of that, you know, the growth of Alex uh, Barcelo has been really, really impressive. Uh, you know, it all starts with, with Alex and, uh, you know, his percentages are, are incredible. And uh, to be able to take on that role and be so efficient is, is it's really impressive. Coach Golden, uh, thank you again for the time. I always appreciate our pregame conversations. Best of health to you and your team. And we look forward to seeing you back in Provo.
Thanks a lot, Greg. That is USF head coach Todd Golden. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. More from San Francisco next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and USF coming up in their 30th all-time meeting. BYU's won 20 of the preceding 29 get-togethers and seven of nine WCC games played here on the Hilltop. BYU coming off a nice bounce-back win over St. Mary's on Thursday. Uh, the win itself was impressive, Mark. Almost as impressive as the fact that, well, Mark Pope's BYU teams have still yet to lose consecutive games at any point. Yeah, when you, sh- when you lose, it shines a light on the cracks. That makes me believe BYU does have a great locker room because they don't let those cracks expand and they find a way to get back on track. All right, a final word before tip-off is coming up next as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues from San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, KUMT, Randolph, and KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. All right, to BYU head coach Mark Pope changes starting lineup ahead of Thursday's game at St. Mary's. He'll keep that same group for today's game at San Francisco. We'll introduce you to the BYU starting five and give you the USF starters as well right after this tip-off of BYU in San Francisco. Coming up next, you've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 